Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on October 24, 2018. Now, to start off, just for a couple of minutes, I'm going to talk about Elizabeth Warren, not from a political point of view. I'm not beating a dead horse, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, oh at least Jerry's... I'm sorry, I thought I had to do this. I'm sorry, dude, I you bring up Elizabeth Warren, but you don't want to go political. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Twenty seconds in. I mean, I'll put myself back on mute. I thought I was on mute. Normally, I just sit oh. here snacking on chips, but Thank sorry. You. Yeah. Sorry. He snacks on chips. He's got to do the shout in a minute, but he's snacking yeah. on chips, and he's going to choke when it comes his turn to do the only no, thing only, he ever does only, on the show. Only if I'm eating uh, beer nuts or popcorn. Anything else, I'm good. I'm a professional. Okay. Yes, really, yeah, I know all about it. Anyway, it's not political what I'm going to say, it's genealogy, okay? I've done a bit of genealogy myself, right? And her experience with genealogy, it's got a few good life lessons in it for everybody. Apparently, her parents told her that her mother was part Cherokee and part Delaware Indian, so she went around telling everybody that she was a Native American Indian. And when she was a law professor at Harvard, they bragged about having a Cherokee woman in that kind of, you know, esteemed position. Okay, a few, here's the thing. A few years ago, I read an article about her, and when she was asked how she knew about her Indian background, even though other members of her family did not make that same claim, she said, well, you know, she saw pictures of her grandmother, and she had high cheekbones, and I knew right away that this wasn't any kind of proof at all. I read two books, one written by uh, one cousin and the other one by these first cousins. They wrote two books about the same family, but they were absolutely different because each cousin you know, one cousin, I'm getting lost, one cousin put in all the family myths, right, and based the charm of the book on all these fanciful stories about people seeing angels and whatever. I remember bits of it. The other one left all that out. She spoke to some smart people before she wrote, and they told her all these exciting family stories. They're almost never true. So it wasn't a surprise to me that when Elizabeth Warren finally took her DNA test, it turned out that she had no real Indian background at all. And one of the lessons here, I'll close it off, the stuff your parents tell you, it's not necessarily true. The stuff that old people tell you, it ain't true. Don't believe it. You remember Carl Sagan, that science guy? He had a saying, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And we stick to that rule on Jerry. Jerry! well but you know you've got this 
fetish no, about dragging it out now, you know? I so hate listen, that. Oh, ah, show, you're wrecking. That's you, my brand, hey, and you're wrecking it. You didn't start the music, man, and I'm listening for that. It, it's all about timing, dude. No, no, the music was already finished, and no, you were still it? hacking. You were still then hacking person told me I'd learn about recruiting by calling this number. Were they lying? Uh, hi, Mike. Mike. Mike, Mike, I haven't talked to you forever. Hold on. Is that Kathy? Kathy Manish? Yes. I want yes. to tell everybody, Kathy went to a doctor convention last week, right? She's And she got up. There's 100 attendees. She got up and said, I came out of a coma twice. I had this illness you're talking about. I came out of a coma twice, and everybody gave her a standing, o- a standing ovation. They thought she was a miracle woman, and I do too. Glad to have you uh, here, Kathy. So I was shocked when that happened. I, it, was, it was pretty amazing. Okay, and okay. welcome back. That sounds like your buddy, uh, Mike Astringer, actually uh, decided to come here. He's welcome I know, back glad. to the show. As long I as didn't even know the show was still on. I'm impressed. Yeah, great. Anyway, well, you know what? I got to tell you, this week I learned from everybody. Everybody knows how to run this show better than I do. It's the only comedy or semi-comic show about recruiting in the entire world, and everybody thinks they're funnier than me. Okay, so... Uh, what can I say? Don't listen if you don't like it, okay? Go away. Oh, he shouts too much. He cuts people off. That's what I want to do. That's why I'm here, to teach people a lesson, okay? Follow me or don't. That's up to you. Yeah. So this is not <laughs> yeah. a private coaching session? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, not yet. Okay. Hold on a second. Oh, well, three guys. Guys. You know what? I always co- I always coach the guest on how to be a good guest. You know, people don't like that, but it's valuable. If only people listen to me sometimes. Okay, hold on. I've got to start things going, but first I've got to thank my sponsors, Honit, H-O-N-I-T, the online interview technology. If I say that a thousand times, you're going to remember it if they stay sponsors that long. Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. I didn't make that up. The boss over there, Martin Snyder, told me to say it. Okay. Now, the, <laughs> the guest today hey, is Adam, a guy a quick named... question. Yeah? Your sponsor, Hone It. Could you yeah. spell that again for us, please? H-O-N-E-I-T. Okay. You were a little Thank short you. on the E the last time. I don't even think you said it. Sorry, Jerry. Thank you. Well, so spell Jerry, it right, Jerry keeps man. me in line. Yeah. Right. What would I do without him here? Okay, the guest today is a guy named Anthony Caputi. I, I assume that's how you s- spell it. Anthony, am I right? Or you say got it? it. Anthony Caputi. And Caputi's Anthony. Stormy like, Daniels, Daniels you know, lawyer? What? Stormy Daniels, lawyer? I, uh, what are you talking about? I can't even hear what you're saying. <laughs> Caputi. Anthony Caputi, isn't that Stormy Daniels' lawyer? Okay. <laughs> He's getting sued. C-A-P-U-T-I. He runs a company, a headhunting firm called Ezekiel. Like the prophet Ezekiel, it's an international retained search firm, and he recruits, it sounds like, primarily sales executives. At Anthony Caputi. Is that right? Do I have? Did I introduce you properly? You did well. I'm a one-man shop, and I recruit salespeople and sales managers 
and I get some of the money up front, and I get the rest of the money on delivery. How much up front? Hey, who's ever banging your pots and pans there? Please give me a break. How much up front? So the amount has varied. I would say on average it's 10K. 10K. Wow. Hold on a second. I just want to tell. I want to say, you know, since I do such a lousy job running this show, if anybody else wants to ask a question or say something, please just speak up. Okay? Just speak up. Now you came out of the corporate world to this job. You were a, a corporate recruiter, right? And you say about yourself, I develop global talent acquisition strategies, processes, and partners. What is a global talent acquisition strategy. Okay, I don't know. Mike Astringer, do you know what that means? Mike Astringer, still awake? Uh, I'm sorry, were you speaking to me? Yeah, what's a global talent acquisition strategy? I want to know if somebody else knows what that means before the guest tells us. I cannot wait to hear. Okay, Is it more like, like an international growth deck strategy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh-huh. I guess. Okay, okay, yeah. What's the problem Let's hear there? what he's got to say. Tony Caputi, what's a global talent acquisition strategy? It's something that you figure out to hire better people quicker so that your business does better because you've brought in better candidates and you've made better hires. Yeah, that doesn't sound like very anything concrete to me. Can you put it down to actual actions? Sure, what sure. Did I can you break do? that down, but that's, that's what it does, right? So when I joined InView, I first went out and started talking to our I, – I first called our recruiting partners in Europe and Asia as well as in Charlotte. Okay, and what I, is a recruiting partner? Well, oh, what does that mean? You were hiring agencies, third-party recruiters? The, the agencies. I called Mike and I called – Kathy, and I called Jerry, and I called you, Animal, and I said, okay, you've been recruiters we've been using to find engineers and salespeople and whatever. So recruit me to InView. Help me understand how you are bringing InView to candidates. What are you saying about the company? Uh And then I also said, okay, tell me where you're looking for candidates. How are you finding candidates? Okay, and tell uh-huh. me some of the candidates uh-huh. that you put into the company. Okay, and, and then, were you happy with their um, answers? And did no, you tell them you were cutting no, their I fees in half? Like, well, what happened? Uh, they, their fees were already fairly low uh, when, when I stepped in, so I didn't increase them. Uh, but that wasn't the point. Uh, I wanted to help them be more successful because ultimately if an agency recruiter is more successful – and we've got them on a, on a task, then we're more successful. Yeah. So yeah. I took that and started to figure out what are the right companies that in each of those different job families we should be going after. So target companies was part of the strategy. Yeah. What are the right, what's the right messaging? And we're sending out in-mails or talking to candidates. Okay, so you, you, came up, you, came up, you, came, yeah. you came up with the whole recruiting plan, and these guys were just gophers and you told them what to do, right? You were the brains, they were the legs. Is that right? Yes. I got to tell see, I'm coaching the guy now. Really? Pep it up. You want me to yeah, pep it up. Do you need me to shout more? Yeah, the volume's okay. It's 
not bad. Okay, well, yeah, you could also say shouting isn't quite enthusiasm. Shouting just means louder. Be enthused. Just tell okay, okay, Jerry, you, you, Jerry, right. you, you help me keep the shouting down. Okay, everybody hates my shouting for eleven years. Okay, okay. Now you say. Well, I, I can tell you, ten minutes in, and I, I can feel that we. I think we need it. We do okay. need it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Screw okay. all those Look, people. I, I just want to know, the guy, I think he just answered the question. He said, I managed U.S., Europe, Asia, and Latin America hiring initiatives. And I said to myself, what does this guy from the United States know? How does he know to recruit in Asia or Latin America or Europe? How does he know so much yeah, and I don't? That's practically a whole other country. Yeah, you're right. I and so here, here's how he knows. He just hired guys in those countries to do calls. it for him, right? You yeah. found companies, yeah. or someone found companies in Latin America and Asia and Europe, uh, headhunting firms, and they did they did the work for you. They knew the markets. Is that it? Be brief. Be concise. No. Be succinct. Nope. That's yeah? not it. That's not it. What what was it? So h- half of half of the searches that we placed, that the, half of the candidates we brought in roughly, were brought in by agencies, and half of them I directly brought in. How do you know how to recruit people in Asia? They have job boards outside of the U.S., right, Animal? What, What, Mike? I said you do realize they have LinkedIn and job boards outside the U.S., right? Is that what you use to fire people now in China or Thailand or wherever? Come on, Anthony, you reply to that. Yeah, so LinkedIn is where most of the hiring came through. In Japan, used a site called BizRate because LinkedIn, at least five years ago, wasn't well adopted in Japan. Nobody was really using it. Okay, so you just well, find a bunch of job know, boards yeah, in those countries. Kathy is going to bring the show back from the dead. Okay, that's her specialty. Go ahead. No. <laughs> I was just wondering how you know their HR practices. Like if you screen candidates for a company in China, like there's certain laws we have to abide by in the United States. How do you know what you can do in China? I guess, Kathy, I got lucky. Because uh, I did not study that before picking up the phone and calling somebody. I've recruited in Africa, in Amsterdam, in Iraq, uh, in a number of places. And I figure if I break an HR law in Iraq, you know what? I live in the U.S. They're, they're not going to pass That's That's how I would feel so, as well. Especially in Iraq. I didn't know how they have laws there. <laughs> It's so wild. Can I, can I, animal, hey, Animal, it's Rich Rose. Yeah, Richie hey. Rich, go ahead. <laughs> so more importantly, other than the stupidity of, who, you know, how he works in these different countries, because he's right, who cares? You know, I mean, honestly, I got, I have a ticket from Italy from last summer. You think I'm going to pay it for, for uh-huh. breaking uh, some parking room? Who cares? It doesn't make a difference. More importantly, you know, how are you getting these, re- if you're doing retainer work or engage work, how are you getting the contracts and, you know, where are you going after these guys? You know, and is it just sales guys? Is it software sales folks? You know, let's hear about the business. Okay, hold on. Let me clarify. The, the, what I was talking about, what he was doing in his corporate job, but he's still doing that in his current job. So I guess Rich is asking how you do biz dev ah. in these foreign countries, right? Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, move away to something more, more value. Yeah. Thank sure. you, Rich. So the answer is no, I have not <laughs> done international business development yet, and I'm not currently recruiting candidates in other countries for companies that are in the U.S. Gotcha. So you're. Go ahead, Rich. 
No, no, I just I I wanted to figure out what was going on. I mean, what he was doing for corporate, you know, not not as big a deal. My, you know, my well, question was his, the same. Go ahead. Okay, I read his LinkedIn profile, and from what I gather, Anthony gets, and this is very interesting. He gets most of his business by personal referrals from people in his network. People just sure. like referring him. Is that true, Anthony? Yes. Yeah, I've, I uh, have ten clients that I've billed since. Uh, the two years, two and a half years since starting Ezekiel, and none of them, one of them, I would say, was a, a prospect that I bumped into in an event and was able to drive the business from that. But everything else was a referral or an introduction or somebody I worked with in the past that that came to me. So I got a quick question. Um, Go ahead, so you, Michael. You G. started Cox. two and a half. You started two and a half years ago. What were the first yep. steps that you took in that business development um, role? So what were you doing to get those nine or ten accounts? Yeah. So, I, I again, I feel like I, I got lucky. Uh, the first account was the company that I left. Uh, the second okay. was a call I got from a recruiter that used to um, do work for us when I was inside that company. Uh, and then I started to go out locally in Charlotte, where I live, and just hit a bunch of the networking events, go on Meetup and figure out, okay, where could there be CEOs hanging out or VPs of sales hanging out in technology? There's a thing called Pitch Breakfast that is like a uh, Shark Tank in Charlotte. So I went out there, thought maybe I, I needed to meet people from private equity firms or VCs and kind of get into their portfolios and let them know what I did if they wanted to find good salespeople. Um, I did some Google searching and who are the companies that are growing in Charlotte that I could try to get out and meet. Um, I used LinkedIn to look for CEOs. So when, once you did uh, that, that Google and search, then I what was the action that you took? In-mail. I did some LinkedIn, LinkedIn in-mails um, to try to connect and talk to. But what I found was within the first couple months of my actually starting – to do work, which was probably June of 2016. Um, I had three clients that came to me, um, and I've been I've had I've been busy. Right? I could say I've been busy since then. So I keep having an idea of doing a campaign to LinkedIn campaign, whatever. Send emails to. Uh, a long list of CEOs in Europe, but I have not done that yet. Um, and that's, that's on me. I can grow this thing as quickly as I, as I push. Um, but uh, I, I don't have a whole lot of value probably on this call to add around, hey, how do you go ahead and get a But what, what you're doing is, you what you're no doing is pretty much normal business dev anyway. I mean, yeah. what, what you're doing what is, is your, What is you know, your pitch to get 10 grand up front? That's what I, that's what I want to know. Pardon me, what did you say? Well, a, I'm sorry, I missed the question. Can you repeat it? Mike, I said, what, how what do you get the engaged? <laughs> uh, so I asked what? For it. Sorry, can you st- st- one guy, just Mike right now, what was the question? Spell it out. What is your pitch to get 10 grand up front? Got you. I only work on retainer, and that's clear up front. Then I say, the reason I only work on retainer is because I focus on the clients, on a few clients that I work with, 
and I'm going to partner with you, which you're going to ask me what that means. Um, and I can't do that unless we're committed together up front. So that's why there's a retainer up front. You are going to get a one-year guarantee, so I'm focused on getting you the right solution, not just putting a butt in a seat, and uh, we're going to work closely together. So. What's the what's the guarantee again? You you do one year and and what happens? One year and if the person doesn't work out, it's a replacement. Okay, Michael G. Cox, you had a question before that he talked over. What was it? Hold, hold on, on did, wait a minute. On this one year guarantee, how often has that occurred? It has occurred twice. Okay. Twice. In in your first year out of yeah. Hey, can I ask a question here? At, at, wait, can I ask you yeah. how many placements? <laughs> Twice seems like a lot in two years. Yeah, sure. Stuff. Two out of 30. Not bad. Okay, not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Sorry, someone else had a question? Yeah, how, how is he How is he so sure that his clients are going to take care of candidates for a full year? I mean, have you seen mismanagement of your candidates leading the turnover? Good question. Uh, so that does put responsibility on me to doing my picking the right clients which I like that accountability trust has got to work both ways uh, and beliefs got to work both ways so in the one case where the uh, candidate didn't work out I don't think there's really any point in fingers we talked about finding and this was for a company based in Europe that was looking for somebody to run sales for North America, basically be actually North and South America, basically be the GM. So you got a small European company, let's call it 50 million in revenue. We need to have our GM or managing director for the Americas, have P&L responsibility, but largely manage a sales office uh, for a technology product. We spec'd it out as saying the most important criteria for the candidate was international experience. We put that number one. Number two, we put SaaS technology experience because we thought that made sense. Uh, and I can't remember what number three was, but those were the two. We did not put the company's market or industry on that ranking at all. It was not a top five criteria. The person we brought in fit the criteria, um, failed. Their boss had a very similar background from a criteria standpoint as the candidate we placed, so the person that was running global sales in Europe. Uh, that person failed. And the CEO um, ended up leaving the organization. So so and the organization was corrupt from top to bottom. It yeah, was hiring improperly. And you still yeah, replaced we did, the we, person? So I worked on the replacement search, and I did not replace that candidate. They yeah. ended up finding somebody in the market. I worked on the replacement. Oh, why? They found, and I worked on the replacement under the same spec, which was a mistake. Okay, so if I let me myself, ask you a question. Uh, uh, my that. turn. Yep. My turn. <laughs> and he was just getting to the culmination of the story, animal. No, this is what you need to just chill out for another 30 seconds. Yeah, let, let him finish real quick. Yeah. Okay, let All him right. finish. Let him finish. Uh, right, I can so see. Found, so they found somebody oh, how magnanimous. through relationships. <laughs> that person's been successful, and I've helped that person hire a couple people. So they replaced the person on, your, on their own, the person that you yep. guaranteed for a year. Correct. What happened with the position that, um, you know, with that, you need to replace this person 
where, where'd that go? Did they say, hey, don't worry about it, we hired somebody? Or did they say, well, fill another job for free for us? The first. Hey, don't worry about it. Let's keep moving. Okay. Yeah, at least. I mean, you could, don't you have a clause in your contract that states, hey, if there's massive management, if there's management change of any type, quite frankly, that it just voids the warranty? No, and I wouldn't put that there. Oh, my God, why not? So, stop with all your sense making. That question is maybe the question <laughs> to that answer right. is I'm, I'm working with companies that are under 100 million in revenue. Most of them Same are here. under 25 million in sales. That's exactly what and you have. In that size, um, I'm developing trust relationships with whoever is running either HR or the CEO or the head of sales. <laughs> and so in that situation, I don't want to put a whole lot of um, callbacks and this and that in, a, in an agreement. I started off with a really, really simple agreement. I've added some stuff to it since then. But at the end of the day, either we're going to keep working together or we're not. We're going to either find a fair way to move forward when something goes sideways or we're not. And yeah, I, 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 I respect that, and I accept that. I, 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 I think that's a fine answer, don't you? It, it, no. I think it's about protecting yourself, because I deal with the same kind of clients you do, software sales startups. And these guys change, you know, BPs like they change underwear. So why should you, <laughs> why should you be in trouble, you know, and have to redo a search, re, you know, do, use waste your time on a search when the guy was the, – the, the reason the guy left was because the whole management team changed over. They lost funding. They lost the major two, client. Two and a half wh- years, whatever. Two and a half years in – hold on, I'll answer. Two and a half years yeah. in, so far so good. Ask yeah. me again in two and a half years, and maybe I change my mind. Yeah, sounds like he doesn't Anthony, mind right now. Anthony, I got a follow-up uh, question. Reputation with his customers. I like it. That's crazy. So, Anthony, Anthony, how are you? How are you assessing these clients? You got a you got a really long guarantee. You're taking a lot of responsibility on yourself. Good on you. It's apparently working out. Good, good for you. But how are you? Uh, holding companies accountable for making good hiring decisions and good management decisions. Um, because what so you're probably getting a lot of kickback is there's a lot yeah, of opportunity for you sure to get screwed by clients. So, so maybe a good example is like one that I walked away from, right? Because I didn't feel like that was going to be the case. Would that be a good example? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. So met with a small company. The person that was running it, was put in place by one of the, the lead investor in the company. This person had been in a smaller role, and it looked like they were being groomed up to be a, a true CEO. So the investor said, here, you're going to run the show, even though you've never had a job this big before, and I'm going to be your coach. There, his coming into that role uh, displaced, moved out the founder of the company that the investor bought but kept that person on. And that founder of the company had been the sales person for the company too, and the role that I would come in and fill would replace that her as the head of sales. So I sat down with a CEO-ish type person, president, whatever his title was, and He's explaining to me the situation, and what I saw was a, a trap or a three-headed hiring monster that was so ultimately you've got probably a contest with the founder. We've got an absentee investor. We've got a leadership team that's not wholly engaged in growing this business, 
and and to be blunt, you're in over your head. I can't. My mind was, I can't see this ending well. So we finished the meeting. Uh, there were other things in the meeting that concerned me, like the company spending thousands of dollars on a 50-page culture report on their company. <laughs> of it was just, there were things that were just this doesn't feel or look right. And then I could also tell the president or the, whatever he was um, wasn't a, a decision maker. He he wasn't decisive in the process. Um, the way he talked, he communicated, the way we kind of worked through our conversation, he kind of admitted to needing a lot of help. Uh, so I sent an email, though I, I sent an email back to him after we met um, saying some of my observations, and I think it was a good fit for us to move forward. You know what? I've got to tell you something. This company that you turned down, they sound as dumb as the company that gave you a big break on the, uh, on the guarantee. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't tell the difference between them, okay? The joy now, of I got startups, some questions. the joy of startups. I've <laughs> I got, got some questions. These are good stories, but I, I got, you're, you're a good guest, Anthony. You're turning into a good guest, okay? But I've got to do some ads. And the first one I'm going to do is for Honeit, that company that Jerry asked me to spell. I'll spell it again. H-O-N-E-I-T.com. It's phone interview technology. You know what it does? It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers quickly hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, man, that speaks volumes. You see, I shouted louder volumes. You can't get that from a resume or a recruiter's report. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a candidate, share some of the sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, And look, if you like reading better than listening, it automatically turns the interview into a transcript as well. That's fantastic. Check it out, honeit.com. Back to my. Is it legal in California? Pardon me? Legal in California? I I don't know about California. I don't live in California. I don't live in Italy. I don't live in Japan. I don't live in Iraq. (laughs) I don't care what their laws are, okay? Now, back to the candidate. I had a couple of questions. With that. With that, uh, with that company that uh, you know told you, okay, we are going to hire a sales rep in the United States, and they have to have a lot of sales experience, but no industry experience. Would a true consultative recruiter have pushed back at that original job order and say, look, you need somebody with an industry background. Your spec is no good. Were you responsible? Anthony Caputi, <laughs> ultimately, for the failure of that job uh, search, that search assignment. Yes, I was, animal. <laughs> well, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Rich, that settles that. Rich, I got a question for Rich. That, yeah. I, I don't know who talked before, but you asked the question that, uh, you know, he, he said, I'm very picky with the companies I choose. The other guy who didn't tell us who he was, he asked my question. But I got one for Rich now. What does your contract say that, you know, if management is not stable, I'm not going to pay you back if the, uh, if, yeah. if the candidate doesn't work out? What the, do you only, say the only piece I – wait, what do I put in there? No, I have no clause that cancels the I will guarantee. happily share mine with you. The, the only clause I have in there – hey, I'm the guest. The only clause I have in there is I'll, it's a, it's a, a one-time <laughs> Let Richie Rich proceed. Richie is going to give you some free advice, okay? Go ahead, Rich. Mine basically, so I've used this for like 20 years. I mean, it it basically says if 
there's a change in management at, at any level, quite frankly, which is really way too open, but if they don't change it, I don't tell them about it. But it's right there for them to read. Change in management, lack of funding, loss of funding, change in work, you know, work duties, uh, you know, that, you know, the, the warranty is void. And we have to get paid it within – depending on the contract, 10 or 30 days, and have a signed copy of the co- the offer letter within five days. Generally, it's anywhere from 24 hours or five days of uh, of acceptance, or the warranty is void as well. And if they change the salary within six months of hire, we can bill them on the change in salary, the increase in salary. Yeah, does that guarantee, uh, does all that small print really render your guarantee invalid or useless? It's not or, small. You know, a sham? It's, it's not small at all. <laughs> it's nice and big, just so there's no questions. I mean, I've only had like yeah, six deals times, fall apart in Rich, 23 Rich, how years. How many times have you, Rich? How many times have you in the last who is two this? and a half years? Who's talking? Got, who is this? This is Anthony. Who's talking? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Rich, how many times in the last two and a half years have you gone back to a client and said, you know what, you're in breach. I'm not doing the, the replacement. Mm, I mean, I've only had six people in about 23 years not work out. So quite frankly, no, not that often. wasn't the question. The, the question the, is how many times listen, in the last not, two and a half you years have you finish. gone back to a client? I, if you want me to finish, calm I'm down, happy to finish. Calm down. The, the, <laughs> the end of the day, I've, I mean, I've had, like, I've, I have a client right now. I mean, it was, it was 90 days. Literally, they just made it past the warranty, and the guy, the guy quit because change in management. And you know what? They hired two more people from me. And now, all the, now the, that VP is now gone as well. <laughs> it's, it's a horrible client, horrible company. But uh, still haven't answered the question, Rich. I'm not sure what the question is. Okay, I'll say it again slowly. How many times in the last two and a half years have you gone to a client and said, "I'm not going to do the guarantee replacement because you're in breach of the guarantee"? I did it once last year with an as crazy Israeli company. Okay, thank you. And they still hired more people. Go ahead. Anthony, one of the benefits of caveats to guarantees, it, it's not just to do what you just described, tell a client he's in breach or they're in breach. It's to set expectations for what is Thank you. Uh, good turnover, what's bad turnover, and it's helpful for managing clients. Who is this? I mean, Who asked that question or made that statement? Who is that? But he's right. Whoever said that was right. I mean, it's not so much. It's, it's about being a right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all about being a good partner. I mean, if you're really a partner, I mean, I do. I work more contingent. I'm not doing as much engaged. But it, it's all about being a good partner, and it's got to work both ways. I'm going to wait. You know, if I do my job right, I'm making more money than this client is, than this VP I'm dealing with is. Therefore, I don't want to waste my time if this guy is just going to hide, especially in these startups we work with. They're crazy. I mean, these startups are all drama-filled. So you need to protect yourself, and those that really want to whittle the contract down so it's a one-sided agreement, I have no interest in working with. When you say I'm, I'm more concerned with the one-year guarantee than I am him not having the change of management or yeah. responsibilities clawback. I mean, well, the, the one year is the longer crapshoot than yeah, I mean, going to change the, the person's role in the first month or two. It, in yep. an industry where only four, the average rep only lasts 14 months, a year is yeah. very generous. Yeah. I mean, I'll, tell, but, I'll tell you what I'm still stuck on. After 25 years in this business, having worked both agency and corporate, I've worked on some retained searches. The lowest level one I ever worked on, I happen to be working on right now for a director of marketing, but 
I, I just can't imagine how all these companies are paying retainers for a salesperson. I, I just I can't fathom that. Okay, so we can address the second one. The first one, I think the difference is if I was doing a contingency desk, then my guarantee would not be one year, and I'd probably have a lot of that other language in there because ultimately I'm approaching each search as a transaction. Uh, good point. What, I like it. So. Back to you, Animal. Is that it? Is, I thought he was going to address that, the other question, but we'll leave it I hanging if Jerry, you want. Jerry, help me punctuate my sentence. The second one, um, I, that's how it is. Sorry. Can't, can't address okay, that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that. Very uh, Mike Astringer. I try to be Mike, very, Mike Astringer, very these, up. These are, uh, let me finish, please. I'm the box here, okay? Do I have to tell everybody? Yep. Okay. Mike Astringer made a point, but he's not – the titles he's recruiting, from what I gather on LinkedIn, they might be sales reps, really, you know, the, the only sales rep representing some European country in the United States. But they've got titles like VP uh, or director. Am I right about that, uh, Anthony Caputi, that the titles are senior titles for these retained searches, even if in practice they're really just sales reps? No, you're not right. Okay, I'm wrong. Michael G. Cox, do you have anything to say? Everybody else is talking. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I think, you know, okay. one year is, is is definitely excessive, and um, it's just too risky. You're, you're, you're waiting too long to be able to spend your own money. Perhaps that's one of the reasons customers are giving him a shot, though. Yeah. And knowing the risks, he's decided it's worth the reward. Uh-huh. Okay. Anybody else no, got anything to say about these you know, guarantees? Anybody else want to talk about guarantees before we move on? No? Going once, no, that going twice? Bad. I will add, though, over the past 6, 8, 12 months, I, I used to say, oh, it never happens. People don't quit. Uh, nobody's ever used my guarantee clause. Well, just this past uh, four months, I've had two. Uh, it's a it's a crazy world right now. Companies are kind of rolling the dice on candidates that maybe wouldn't have been a placement three or four years ago. Yeah, they're desperate. Uh, and, and and these candidates have jobs hounding them forever. It's a different world, man. I mean, I'm really trying to pay attention to what what my guarantee actually says now. Before I didn't care. I guarantee you know I'll build you a new house. I don't care because it's not going to happen. Add a couple more comments. Just to yeah. address your comment and then uh, kind of the yes. disbelief that I'm getting from everyone else. So probably one of the reasons I'm comfortable operating this way is I went from agency to corporate back to agency. And I worked in an organization on the corporate side where we did a lot of sales hiring. So when you're a corporate recruiter, and I think there's some people on this call that are, right, your guarantee is for life. As long as you're employed, if a candidate doesn't make it, you've got to replace that candidate. And through that process of working with hiring managers, you go through that process and you learn together. And you deepen a relationship. So when I started Ezekiel, I was like, if a client, I could put six-month guarantee down on a contract. But really, if a client that I want to do business with calls me 11 months or 366 days later, and says, Bob just left. Can you help me find another replacement for him? I'm probably going to do it. 
But why? And the reason I would do that is, one, I'm glad I got the call. Now, I'll, I'll, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth here in a second. Um, one, I'm glad I got the call. And two, it continues to develop that relationship of me being a partner. And if my fees are big enough to justify me doing X number of replacements per year, then the whole business plan works. If I'm, if I'm working contingently or if my fees are 5K a piece, I mean, it's just too much effort. But if my fees are 30, 40, or 50K on a search, and if I'm doing 10 of those plus a year, and even if I have 10% fallout, and if most of my business is coming from the same clients because I'm doing repeated work for them, then I'm becoming an extension of their business. Yeah. I'm becoming a trusted partner. So that's, that, that kind of drove – when I first started Ezekiel, I put something in there that I took out. I put in a um, – you could get a replacement or a partial refund. I took that out because, one, I realized that was stupid uh, for all the reasons I think you guys have argued against the one-year guarantee. Uh, and the second reason I took that out is I found out that clients didn't care. They weren't moved by that. At the end of the day, what, they, what I got feedback from clients was is I want the replacement because I'm trying to think about growing this business and being successful. Let's, let's go out there and let's make the best hire we can together. And if we well, miss it, I just want to know that you're still in the boat with me and you're going to help me find another person. So, but, hey, but, but Anthony, why not do – I mean, because to me it's all about being a two-way street. You know, it's, I mean, the one-year guarantee is other people do it, and it's, it's, it, has some, it has a lot of merit to it. But you put yourself at a lot of risk because good clients are going to realize, hey, this guy was here for nine months, and he just left for another opportunity. This changed, that changed. They're not going to blame you. Some, and the ones that so do, I felt when I, when, I was a, when I was on the corporate recruiting side and I was doing roughly half the search work myself and half mm-hmm. either through a team I was managing or, or outside agencies, one of my frustrations, and again, we tend to try to solve problems in life that were our problem. Uh, one of the problems I felt was that too much of the ownership of a failure was on my side as the global hiring guy mm-hmm. for the company. And mm-hmm. I got burned multiple times from agencies. And so when I came out, I felt like well, there was what? probably a common pa- – hold on. There was probably yeah, a common pain. I just wanted to clarification on that. Like, why... what... Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just like what, like where was the fault of the agency in the hire? Hold on a second, Rich. Rich, so, hold that question. Great question. I gotta do an ad, okay? This is an exciting one. show. Oh, come on. It's an exciting <laughs> show. I gotta do an ad. I gotta do an ad because that's gonna be that's gonna be a long answer. Hey, just let me get it done. Just let me get it done, okay? Hey, everybody, Recruiting Animal here for PC Recruiter. You know, there's a lot of recruiting software out there in the market, and, you know, these HR and recruiting people, they're like little kids. They always want to try something new. Everything's shiny and new. So here's what a smart company does. They make it easy for the customer to try a new software. They make it easy to switch from their old system to the new system, and that's something that PC Recruiter does for you. PC Recruiter offers two different types of what they call data conversions. One's fast and simple. The other's custom-made, custom-made just for you. You might prefer one, and you might prefer the other. Whatever you like, they want to help you. If you left PC Recruiter, this is something else. If you're a boomerang 
customer, if you left PC Recruiter to try something simple that everybody was raving about and you found, hey, you know what? This software I'm using now, it is simple, but I'm missing some of the features that I used to have. And I want to go back to PC Recruiter, but I'm shy. Don't be shy. They will welcome you with open arms. PC Recruiter. If you're a recruiter, they love you. Okay? So go check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Now back to Rich's question. That's your last ad. Bernie Fowl. I love nope. PC. I got another. I got to do higher tools. Do the other like one, man. Let's cut this out. Look, I got to tell you something. We're giving. We've got superstars here, right? Rich, yeah. Mike A. Stringer, you, Michael G. Cox, Anthony Caputi. It's all going out there for free, okay? So people can put up with uh, a, a two minutes of ads, okay, during the whole show. Rich. Go back to your question. How how much how much how much how much responsibility should how much responsibility I got one more ad. Don't forget how much responsibility should the recruiter take for a search that doesn't work out? Rich, that was your question. Is, am I right about yes, that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Shoot. Anthony. Abstractly, I think it should be as close to 50-50 as possible between the recruiter and the company. At, at what time point? Like at, at, at three months? One year. One year, and here's why. Oh. When I sit down with the CEO, <laughs> I, when I sit down, hold on, hold on, hold on. When I sit down with the CEO, we're mapping out what are the objectives for this position and the person we hire into this position to complete over the next six months, uh, over the next one year. And we'll break that down into six months and three months. And then what are the key results that this person needs to hit? In my experience working in a product company is that you really don't know if you've made a successful hire into a position for 12 months. You know if you got a flop in two weeks or the day of if they don't start. And you've got probably concerns with some people at about six months. But most companies that I've had experience at least working inside of, we don't really have a good sense that we've given the candidate or the employee every opportunity to succeed for about a year and really see results from what they do. If I'm doing a telemarketer, right, I know in 30 days. But if I'm doing somebody that has 25 people reporting into them in the U.S., reporting into Europe, and they've got P&L ownership over $15 million business, and there's a whole lot of things that need to be organized, prioritized, and executed against, uh, I, don't, I probably don't know or I want to give the person a year to be successful or not. So the way I position myself with clients is I'm not looking to put a body into a seat here. I want to help you get to a solution for your business because that's the only way I'm going to be a long-term partner for you. So let's spec this thing out, figure out what the person needs to accomplish, who's going to be compatible and complementary into the organization. Let's do our best to go out and bring that person in. By the way, I'm going to be on the interviews with you. I go on site with clients, and I meet with the candidates. Oh, my God. So there's a very close working relationship that I do. So shouldn't you be billing him as a consultant than a recruiter? Because if you're going to give a year or two things you have no control over, that is insane. What do you really have control over in any situation? Look, I, I agree. That's why you don't give a year warranty. That's, exactly, that's, that's yeah. why I got into it. But what can they control either? So at the end of the day, I'm trying to – I, I, I They control the clients. Oh, so, sorry. 
Hold on. Wait a second. What you said was interesting, okay, about someone having to take a year to show whether they're good or not. I don't know if it's true, but you didn't answer Rich's question, who's responsible. Uh, you said 50-50, but I you did. didn't tell 50, us why. 50. 50, you didn't 50. tell us why it's 50-50. You, you, you sort of got into because it, it when you said – Because it takes a year because I, we're in it together. Because, look, if you have a kid and the kid turns out screwed up, it's not 70% <laughs> one parent's fault and 30% the other. You're both Depends in the boat. Depends on the household. Well, I don't know. Here's the thing, Anthony. Here's the thing. So in your analogy I with the kid, the you're the, you're the, uh, the father who's, who's 12 states away, and you have no management or oversight into this, into this kid. So all the pushback you're getting is because you're accepting a lot of risk that you have no way to mitigate. And it hasn't burned you yet, which is cool, but oh, by the it way, probably will at some point. Paid, did we forget they paid a fat fee? Right? I'm yeah. not refunding money here. So, but, so you should be billing yourself as a consultant. If you're doing it that your, way, your logic cons- makes no sense to me. Eight How? months later, a candidate fails. Okay, so, right. the company so, has spent money to hire, train, develop, and a recruiter. So your car fails after it eight months. What are they doing? Work, it didn't work out. Okay. What I hear Anthony saying is one at a time. One at a time, please. I can't understand what anybody's saying. And he's got the time. Man, I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. Sounds good to me. You know, you're doing three, four, five hundred thousand a year. Company needs your help on something. You've got the time. And guys, I mean, all of us are trying to find it when valuable. No, no, hold on. Let me, uh, 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 don't make me block yeah. people, okay? It's got to be one at a time. I want to hear what everyone has to say. It sounds like Anthony is saying, on principle, I take half the responsibility because I'm charging a large fee, okay? He's a nice guy. Uh, it's a nice guy approach. He's a nice guy. He's trying to do right by his client, but you're putting yourself at risk. That's that's my concern. What you're doing is very right. admirable, but, yeah. you know. Uh, well, what's the yeah. risk of having to make another placement? I mean, there's no harm. You know, nobody's going to get killed. No blood will be spilled. The guy's got plenty of cash. Come on, Jerry. (laughs) Okay, I I got it. What's the the problem? Here's the problem, Jerry. Here's here's a question I have. I'm not the problem. No, here's a problem, okay? What if you're doing a heart, and, and he says, Anthony Caputi says, right at the beginning of his LinkedIn profile, I do hard to find searches. Well, sometimes you find a hard to find candidate. Who's going to guarantee that you can go out and find somebody else that's got that background if the first one doesn't work out? Anthony, it, you, why do you feel so happens. confident? That, it happened, and, and I kept the client relationship. It happened with the company in Europe. I wasn't able to uh-huh. find the second candidate. They found somebody on their own, and when that person came in, they introduced me to him, and I did a placement under him. Okay, but what if they weren't so nice and they didn't say, no, oh, don't worry about that. Free. Don't worry for about the guarantee. Not for free. And do you, oh, okay, you, even better. You, Love it. Wait, can I ask you wait, wait, can I ask one quick question? That, so you replace yeah. that person. Do you give another year warranty on that guy as well? No, it's a one-time. Woo. Animal, can I, can I make a in the contract? In the contract mm-hmm. is a one-time. Go ahead, Mike A. Stringer. Guys, I want everybody here that works for themselves to remember I started my business in 2005. It's gone through many evolutions since then. This guy's been in business, I think he said, two years. So the things that we're challenging him on, 
listen, in another two years, his business might not even look like it does today. It's all going to be trial and error. We've all been there. So right. maybe he's making some mistakes today, but he'll, he'll figure that out as he goes along. Man, you are the softest guy in New Jersey, Mike. <laughs> I've been doing recruiting since 2006. Not as long as you, but I've been in the game actually since 2004. And from 2004 to 2010, I was on the agency side. So I've seen the changes from 2004 to now. Uh, so that doesn't rattle me. Uh, all businesses have to adapt. And I rewrite my lots of things um, on a regular basis. Because every business just kind of, you know, you change it. I'm gonna, this is kind of stupid. That didn't work. Let me try this other thing. Right now I'm operating with something I'm very confident with. But maybe in two and a half years, you're right. Maybe I'll change my mind. But it's not because I've only been in business for two and a half years. I've been doing this for, what, 14 I meant, I gotta I do another ad. I have to do no, another ad before. Let me do it, okay? They 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 waited to. I waited too long, okay? H i r e, h i r e t u a l, okay? Hiretool.com. I don't really have to do an ad for them because everyone's giving them all kinds of free advertising every day, all over Facebook. Stop doing that. You know, you're just going to drag out. Whoever's doing, making that noise, stop it, okay? Let me tell you how Hire Tool works. But then I know it's growing strong. What is that? Oh, it? Who is it? Neil, Neil Diamond. It must be. Okay. Anyway, look. Not me. You go to Hire. You go you to Hire Tool. Do, didn't you? Yeah. You go to. Do you want to hear some more crazy things? You go to Hire Tool. Do you want to hear a few more Oh, you're still doing no, an I ad? Gotta do an ad. I Hire, gotta do this ad. I gotta do this ad. I gotta do. You can come back. Just let me get it out. This, Don't this drag it out. You guys are responsible. Shut up, okay, okay everybody. Shut up. Okay. You go to HireTool.com. You're spoiling the show. Whoever's making that noise. You go to HireTool.com. You put in your search in normal English. You don't have to be a Boolean string genius or any. You don't have to be what do you mean by normal English. Just to clarify, I just want to learn more about the product. Okay, it's not any kind of code, Jerry. It's just okay, regular, okay. everyday English. And not like old-timey English. Yeah, old-timey English. Not Shakespeare, though. And then Hire Tool turns your English into a Boolean string. And it searches a wide range of sites like Facebook, LinkedIn, GitHub, and many others. It returns a list of potential candidates ranked from closest to your spec to least close. It guesses who's going to be most ready to leave. It guesses what they're earning right now. And look, i got to tell you again, everybody's raving. It gives you contact. In fact, this is what you can do. Go to HireTool.com, get their Chrome, their free Chrome extension. Try it out that way, and you can see they give you lots of contact information as well, personal and professional phone numbers and emails. Finally, my great callers, let me get the ad done. It took twice as long <laughs> as it should have, but go check it out, please, at HireTool.com. Thank you. Anthony, you wanted to say something in your last yes, five yes, minutes. As go as ahead. As we're winding down here, uh, throw a couple things out there that will put hair up on the back, maybe, of someone's neck. And maybe you invite me back and talk again, or maybe you're done with me. But here's No, I thing. like you. You're a good guest. Go uh, ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll give it up. I'll give it up. Right. So here's one thing. Right. Why is it that I share with clients a full list of everybody that I'm going after up front? Why is it that clients proactively offer to me people that they want me to go after 
and they're going to pay me the full fee on. Why is it that I go to clients and say, hey, um, I see you're connected to this person. Go ahead and introduce me to them. I bet That's the joy of retainer. It, right? <laughs> okay. That's the joy of retainer. And all of that gets baked into the 12-month guarantee. It's all part of the same approach and philosophy to working with the client. Why do I go out and sit with the client and meet with candidates and give candid feedback to the, to the client? Why am I not trying to push just a body in, but I want somebody that I know is going to work out where I feel confident? We don't know that article with Trump this morning and the whole predicting behavior. We have no freaking clue how truly somebody's going to perform. But why am I equally vested in the, with the client and I can say that with integrity? Because a year, man, if they're not working out, I'm back doing this work again. And I don't want to do it again, and you don't want me to do it again. So let's work together, together to get it right first. So thank you, Animal, for having me on the show. No, it's not done yet. Rich, you're going to attack him for something you said there? Because I think it was a lot of fluff. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I was uh, – no, uh, two things. I mean, look, I'm not attacking. I'm just learning. You know, I just uh, – one, I mean, when you do retain it, you get all that stuff. As a, contain, as a contingent guy, I get guys refer people to me all the time, the client especially. I just made two deals last month just from that, that uh, lovely feat as well. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, I think your model is – it's it's interesting. It works for you. That's all that really matters. Let but, me I mean, say something. I I, yeah. I I can't believe it. You know, I, I don't understand these retained searches where they give you the candidate. I want this guy. Go recruit him, and we're well, going to pay you a huge fee. Sometimes. Oftentimes we're going to pay you a huge fee for just calling the guy. <laughs> That's a, it's a joke. I don't believe it uh, happens Adam, very much. Do you much. understand any placements? I the last time you actually. Yeah, did. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Answer yeah. the question. Yes, I do. I've been worked on a ton of million retained searches, okay, for big name consulting firms. Yeah, and, you know, big name companies. Yeah. Big. Okay. Look, big this is not about me right now. Yeah, they got let's, long let's, names. I got, I got a practical question That's before he leaves us. Before he gets away without another tough question, okay? <laughs> what do you do? You, so you said you sit in on the interviews. Do you phone in and, and, and you're on a conference call, or do you actually travel to the head office in Europe or Asia and, and sit in on the interviews uh, of the candidates? I, I didn't understand what you meant by that. Yesterday... I did a shared interview over Zoom Info. Uh, earlier this week, I went out on site with a client, met with a candidate at their office. Last week, I met at a coffee house with two of the hiring managers and a candidate, and we went through it there. I have not traveled out of city to sit face-to-face with a client. I'm not afraid to ask for that or to say that's a recommendation. I just haven't had that client yet that I've done that with. Okay, and when you're sitting in on the interview, do you interrupt the, uh, the, the client and say, hey, that's not a good question, ask them this one instead, or do you, do you mainly take a back <laughs> no, seat? I, I'm not sure, probably use that exact language, but yes, I do interrupt, I do redirect, and I do ask follow-up questions. Okay, and do you, do you ever say, okay, hey, yeah, don't ask him question. about his religion? Don't ask about his religion. <laughs> that's off bad. Do they ever do no, that? That hasn't, if no, that says, hasn't, that hasn't that, well, no, that hasn't happened. That only happens okay. in your mind, animal. Uh, no, everybody oh, everybody God. says these hiring managers ask the improper questions, and I'm wondering, so the, the recruiter's actually sitting there with them. You know, I'm wondering if it actually does happen. Okay. Anything Anthony, else? you said that you, you give candid feedback to hiring authorities and candidates. How do you parse between feedback uh, from a candidate or a hiring authority that the other party didn't do a good job in the interview 
Do you actually provide that feedback if you weren't there in the interview? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so how do you do the, that without the, blowing up the, any potential? So, so one of the two misses that I had uh, with the replacement, and this was the replacement that I did find the replacement for, uh, was a uh, director of national accounts. We had two candidates on site the same day. We met them back to back. Walking out, I was very convinced in the fit of one candidate, and I was very unconvinced in the fit of the other. And to my surprise, the hiring manager had it completely flipped. And so we spent 10 minutes uh, professionally debating our different thoughts on what we saw in the interview and how they answered and what the fit would be. And ultimately, they are the buyer, so they moved forward with the candidate that I felt wasn't as strong of a fit. I went and placed a, a presented a third candidate because I wanted to see if I could still uproot that decision. The third candidate did very well, actually better than um, who had been the sort of the silver medalist there, uh, but they still wanted to move forward, or this hiring manager still wanted to move forward with that candidate. Uh, that candidate did not work out. I did the replacement search for that candidate, um, had um, a, a nice dinner meeting with the client, uh, about a week ago, and we kind of walked through it, and she gave me credit saying, you know, you were off. I mean, I was off. You gave me the feedback then. And I look back and go, they're a great client because I've billed over 100K to them since I started Ezekiel. Is that a good answer? Okay. Mike S., is this yeah, Jeff uh, Anderton? Quick, quick, quick. Is this Jeff question. Anderton asking the question? Are you Jeff Anderton? No, no, no. Oh, I didn't keep, recognize keep you. I, I, yeah, so, so real quick question. So, you, so, the real question is, you've got negative feedback from a hiring authority or a candidate about the other party, but you weren't there oh. to assess for yourself. Do you communicate that feedback yeah. to the client or the, or the candidate? So because of all the reasons of us being in the business, it's much easier to communicate that feedback back to the client, which I do. Um, with the candidate, I try to be as direct as possible. you got to just lie. Come on, any people. kind of issues. So, I'm alive. That's going to have to stay. Yeah, that's going to be for the next time you come back. Come to come back with the old months. Obama. Yeah, he'll come back in a few months. Ask, answer that question. Everybody, great show. I loved it. Thank you very much. Hey, Animal. Right? Yeah. Let me just say uh, I, I believe that you took a lot of the input that was coming uh, from all directions the last couple of days. You took what you could. You changed the show a little bit. I believe you're on the path to resurrection. Yeah, that's not what happened. We had a good oh, guest. We had a lot of good contributors. Okay? Show is going that's down what happened. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs>